0: It's funny. It's like sometimes I think of myself as the color commentator. Like you do all the prep and I'm the one who just splashes in some personality. But like listening to it, it's like, oh, I'm like the analytical movie structure one. And you're like the idiot, the fun one.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, but I love it when you talk about like. The lenses and the shots and stuff, because like that stuff is invisible to me. Like, I know how mm-hmm. it makes me feel, but unless it's really obvious, like in Mystery Men, mm-hmm. the way that they shot some yeah. of those, it's then it's just it washes over me. Mm-hmm. But okay, good. <laughs> so I like to have it pointed out. Uh, hello and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where we ask you to give us your heart, and in exchange, we'll give you a pen and. A look at the 80s movies that we love uh, with 2019 eyes uh this is say anything a movie selection from 1989 i'm gonna take out diane court diane court doesn't go out she's a brain trapped in the body of a game show hostess we don't want to see you get hurt i want to get hurt
2: so it's lloyd and um uh let's go out oh thanks but i'm busy See so you're here. Monumentally busy? Well, not monumentally. Hi, Lloyd Downers. Sir. I'm an athlete, so I rarely drink. I can kickboxing. You ever heard of kickboxing? Sport of the future? I can see by your face, no. My point is you can relax because your daughter will be safe with me for the next seven eight hours, sir. Hi. Maybe Tyne and Court really likes Lloyd. If you were Tyne and Court, would you honestly fall for Lloyd? Yeah. with diane no really i'm totally completely serious i'm not sure if i should say you know i just wanted no, to No, that... we don't have to say hey, you know what i'm gonna say i don't know what you're gonna say oh, i'm just gonna it tell would... you that Thank i love you, you. Yes, that is. i know you came to my heart and she gave me a pen it's worth it dude all you gotta do is find a girl that looks just like her and then dump her man you guys know so much about women how come you're like a gas and sip on a saturday night no women anywhere my choice man yeah, like yeah. Conscious choice. choice, i'm a guy i have pride well, you're not a guy no the world is full of guys be a man
0: Say anything. I feel like they had a good grasp of the movie that they were making from this trailer. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. trailers, is like, they're leaning into an aspect of the movie and they don't really know. The marketing team doesn't know what's great about it. Yeah. You know? Or, or, but this. Uh, they i feel like they really knew what were the strong points Mm -hmm. what were the the appealing points and like looking back you'd almost make the same kind of trailer
1: yeah and it's like you obviously can't hear it on the podcast but like in between each of those like little bits of dialogue is the title card that says like say something meaningful say something beautiful say something funny say something clever and it's like that's kind of what the movie is about um that's Nathan Blackwell.
0: Oh, hi. Filmmaker. I didn't see you there. <laughs> I've used that one before, haven't
1: I? You have, but I mean, who's right. counting? And I, I'm, I,
0: I You continually catch me by surprise.
1: I do. You never know. Like, you're just like, I'm here. You, I've got headphones on, and I'm sitting in front of a microphone. <laughs> what could I possibly be doing? Uh, I'm Chrissy Lenz, comedian, director of National Comedy Theater, uh, and we're going to talk about Say Anything, which uh, made me a little nervous,
0: mm. because...
1: I love this movie.
0: Yeah, and it's so it was 30 years ago. I
1: was a little afraid to look at it, you know, because I also love Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. There's some issues there. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved mm-hmm. Top Gun, I thought. Turns out, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so I was a little nervous to go back and look at this one again. Ah, oh,
0: Cameron Crowe.
1: Cameron Crowe and James L. Brooks, who was actually the yeah. person who like had the idea for the movie.
0: Which is totally different than what anyone...
1: I swear
0: to okay. God, I turned edit, it off. Edit point and which is totally different than what like anyone loves about the movie, like the initial kernel of the movie, right? right. James L. Brooks, Brooks, like, you know, of broadcast news and the Simpsons producer, you um, know.
1: And also, what's the one Jack Nicholson? You Make Me Want to Be a Better Man. What's that
0: yeah. called? Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: as Good As It Gets? Yes. Okay. I would say this is sort of a neighbor of as good as it gets. Yeah.
0: Um I know. but I mean the the um it's really just the B story. Yeah. Which we'll get to. What well, yes. that was the initial kernel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and I, mean, I love and I love this movie and I have to say like right mm-hmm. at the top it totally held up. I loved it. Mhm. I couldn't find aside from one little nitpicky thing which we'll <laughs> talk about when we get to it. I loved everything about it. The dialogue. Is it
0: Jeremy Piven? <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's so little in this movie like
0: i don't know if he knew that there were cameras on him probably
1: not (laughs) you must chill yeah the dialogue is so good like all the supporting cast is really good like of course john cusack is just adorable so john cusack so john cusack lily taylor is great
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Lily Taylor
1: and Aoni Sky just plays that role so perfectly, and and John Maloney Mahoney Mahaney John, not John Mulaney, no John Mahoney, the dad John from Fraser,
0: Chad Mahoney
1: <laughs> from Fraser, um, everybody's perfect. Uh, so basically, it's the story of a somewhat isolated, overachieving young woman.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's a woman who lives in. In preparing for the future, yep, you know the you know taking all these classes and doesn't live in the moment, which right. Lloyd Dobler does, and he doesn't live in the future. He has really no plans. Mm-hmm. He just wants to to be and to do, and he wants to. You know, I, we don't really see their first meeting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. We don't see the meet cute. This is the follow up. Yeah. And she doesn't remember him.
1: <laughs> of course not. <laughs> you know,
0: but well, they, he, he they is now sort of struck by her. It
1: sound like it definitely wasn't a real date. They just ate near each other at the mall. right? And he was like, he became a smitten kitten. But I like that, like, the way they introduce us to both of them is that it's graduation, which apparently is in the morning in Seattle. Um, and then you just have the whole day to do whatever. Uh, they are driving to their graduation, and of course Diane Court is the valedictorian, and the principal is like, oh boy, you guys, this girl, I can't even say the name without saying oceanography. Blah, blah, blah. Biochemistry. (laughs) Naming all her accolades. Like, she's a rock star. And And the kids are just like, there's a smattering of applause. The, yeah,
0: they're, like, tuning... They're, like, blinking under the sun, the, yeah. the direct sun, and... Uh, don't
1: care. Uh, and then, like, he's in love with her, and I like the yeah. idea that this... And his dad
0: is is the hugest fan. Like, yeah. he's the only one laughing at her joke.
1: Which, like, yeah. I don't get that joke either. No. Like, No. It's not really a joke. No. As a professional comedian, <laughs> it's not a good joke. Um... He, yeah, the dad is, like, super devoted. You get a little peek at their insular little world. Yeah,
0: she's uh, he's her only friend.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. He,
0: and he does everything for her.
1: Mm-hmm. And, but, and that's the way... Um, yeah, this like, is, that's the, the worst-case scenario
0: from a, a, a shy man's point of view. That is the impenetrable fortress.
1: Yes. And... Uh, but I like I like the idea that this cool cool guy Lloyd who everybody loves like he's like a low key Ferris Bueller. He's like Ferris Bueller, but he doesn't want anything from you. Like he's mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller, but he's the good guy version of Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. And he just loves her. Like he loves how different she is and how you like how driven she is. Like he loves this about her. Which, you don't see that a lot. You don't Mm-mm. see a lot of... You see it the other way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a manic picture yeah, dream yeah, girl. Yeah, she, yeah,
0: exactly. She's like... Or, or you just have a woman who's struck by the main character. Yeah. And this know? is
1: the other thing. Like, he's like the, the awkward trench coat dream boy. You yeah, know? who,
0: like, walks through the garden yep. and, and does karate in the street when no one's looking.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he takes her on a date. Uh, And they go to like the big party of the year, where everybody is, including their guidance counselor.
0: Right, BB Newirth. Yes, I've missed her.
1: Also a Frasier. Yes. Uh, And at this party, Lloyd is the which takes place in Seattle. Yes, (laughs) she's just there. Like they're all like, you know what? I like Seattle. I just want to kick it. I'm just going to stay here. Um, and like Diana's never been to a party. She's never, like, it seemingly interacted with any of these kids before mm-hmm. who are just like, whoa, why is Diane Court here? Why is she here with Lloyd? What's happening? Right.
0: Two very anomalous people mm-hmm. in the high school pantheon.
1: Yep. And they have a good time. Like
0: They really... And it's interesting because uh, John Cusack Lloyd... And um, Ione Sky, Diane, mm-hmm. they don't spend much time with each other at all during the party. Right. They're, he has basically been assigned to be the key master and to keep people from driving home drunk.
1: Which, like, hey, way to go. Yeah. Way to go this 80s movie. Yeah. For, <laughs> like, keeping people safe. Even the guidance counselor's like, here's my keys.
0: Yeah. And she's just kind of bouncing around having... Different human experiences.
1: For the first time. Yeah. Like she calls her dad just to be like, I- I'm here. Everything's fine. Like, because she, uh, like, as soon as Lloyd picks her up, she's like, I need an out. Like, if I need to get out of here, that's. <laughs> right, right.
0: It's okay if I go home early, right? And yeah. He's
1: like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other girls are like, Oh my God, you had to call your dad? Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Ew. I just, I come in crying, and then my dad never wants to speak to me. And she's just like, Eh? What do you mean? Um, the other girls are like you. You pr- pushed me so I could be as good as like the Diane Court. Whoa! And then we meet uh, Lily Taylor's character, Corey. Corey, Cody, Corey.
0: Indeterminate.
1: <laughs> who is playing guitar and singing songs about Joe? Sixty-five songs about Joe.
0: About the bo- the boy who dumped her.
1: Yep. Who is a real cutie pie. Uh, And he's dating one of the Wilson Phillips sisters. And he just, like, manipulates her and, like, breaks her heart. And she's, like, the most embarrassing moment of the whole thing is, like, she's going to play all 65 songs she wrote about Joe. And she is. She's just sitting in the living room. Joe lies when he cries. And people are sitting there participating in this. It's so embarrassing to me. Because Joe comes in and then she's, like, she plays this, like, really, like, Courtney Love song. Like, that'll never be me. And it's, like, oh, my God. Please stop.
0: Uh, so real. It is. It's
1: too real. It's too real. Um, the end of the party, there's one kid left. And like, so she doesn't get home until the morning. Oh, and there's that moment where they're walking across the parking lot. And he's like, there's a little piece of glass. And he kicks it out of the way and mm-hmm. just essentially spreads it out more. <laughs> there's a piece of glass. Let me make sure. It's yeah, they really don't get areas. to hang
0: out until after the party where they're basically trying to get one, the last drunk home.
1: Who can't remember where he lives. Yeah.
0: And so they're driving around town mm-hmm. trying to see if they can find his house.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's all the wiffle waffling about, like, should I call her again? I want to go on a second date. And uh, Cody Cody or Corey, whoever Lily Taylor is, and TC are like, oh, this is a bad idea. Lloyd's going to get hurt. He's like, yeah, I want to get hurt. I'm into it. And they're like, would you fall for Lloyd? Any answers across the board? Yes. Yes, of course. We would all fall for Lloyd. We love him. And he has to go to a dinner with I mean the whole thing oh, yeah. is a so sort the, of like a the, slice of life.
0: Yeah. The the ultimate worst second date is to uh, be brought into a family dinner.
1: And it's like your dad's business partners, but she doesn't know yeah. that this is a terrible thing to do to a person. Yeah, that she's
0: she's basically putting like a, a cock block fort around herself. <laughs> cock block. <laughs>
1: And she's putting him in the position to have to like do what he's not good at, which is talk about you know his <laughs> sound respectable. Yes, and I but that that little speech is one of my favorite monologues mm-hmm. in any like movie where he's like, I know I don't want to buy anything, sell anything, or process anything, or buy anything sold or processed or process anything that's bought or sold. Like that yeah. is so perfect.
0: The I feel like these eighties teen movies. The Good Ones have these very distinctive, almost become iconic-slash-archetypal characters. Yes. It's not just, oh, the the, the 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 slight nerd who wants this and this and that, or the shy girl who wants this and this and that. It's, you get these really distinctive characters like John Cusack's yeah. Lloyd Doppler, mm-hmm. or, you know, some of the characters in John, John Hughes's films.
1: But I think this is so different... Than a John Hughes, movie. it
0: is. You could almost put them in the same category. Yeah, you know, as in kind of like realistic teen movies, teen
1: romances. Teen yeah, mo-
0: yeah, but they are very different. You know, um, uh, I would say John Hughes movies are a little punchier. They're a little mm-hmm. more comedic, comedic, and 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 written a, a little more angular. You know, like yes. it's it's going to be. Making these tighter turns, and, and the,
1: the characters are more caricature. They're not as complex.
0: A tad more, yeah. It's nerd. It's just. It's very. It's, I mean, it's sharp, sharply written. Absolutely. But say anything. It's just a little slower. It's a little. The people are a little more real. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not slow um, storytelling.
1: No, but, it but it's like a. It's a little. Driven. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's not as fast. The the, the 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 scenes have a little more breathing room. Yes. You know, I, And a lot I, I of it would... is,
1: like, that real-life thing that you did where you just, like, sat in a room and, like, looked through each other's mm-hmm. stack of CDs and, like, strummed away badly at a guitar and, like, talked shit about whatever was happening. Like, yeah. that's so... Or you this... sit outside the gas and sip and bitch about, like... Right. You know? the, the
0: stakes aren't heightened. It's these slices of life.
1: Yes. So the, and the, like, the big deal is that she has won a fellowship. She's going to move to England. So she has a short period of time before that happens. And at this dinner party, we also learn that her dad is under investigation.
0: Oh, yeah. So at the dinner party, the big twist is like the introduction to this B-plot, which is the dad is under investigation for tax evasion by the IRS. They come right to his house. And we think that we're mo- the whole scene is going to be getting into the shit about... You know, the end of the scene is gonna be Lloyd being kinda of crushed by this social gathering mm-hmm. and instead it turns out the dad is in a heap of trouble. Like there was yeah. no like um foreshadowing shadowing to this, it just kind of lands right there.
1: That's right. So the so the um Dad, uh, Diane's dad owns owns or operates I'm not sure like an old folks home mm-hmm. and she basically works there so her only friends outside of her dad are these elderly people with whom she has like a very close relationship. she dresses like an old woman too like, <laughs> uh-huh. she has the market cornered on like big shapeless sweaters and like doily necked mm-hmm. dresses like she dresses like White an and yellow old and, woman and yeah which I love that he still finds her so intriguing and sexy like even though she's not this glammed up sex spot, she's just her and he is into that mm-hmm. so they go on a date the next date they go on is to the old folks home where he's like i don't want to be around old people and she's <laughs> like "Well, that's just ages and he's like you've changed my mind let's go hang out with old people <laughs> um and then we see the dating montage where he's just like i want to hang out with you until you go that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. She
0: kind of puts parameters on them. It's she like, does. we're going to be friends, but friends, and then he says, but friends with potential.
1: Right. And he teaches her to drive stick shift.
0: Oof.
1: And I, but that's like the most romantic scene, like uh-huh. She's teaching her to drive. He's so patient, like, and then they drive out to the woods. The ocean and the, one of those things the potential uh flourishes into full on bone zoning. She comes home in the morning, Dad's real mad, and then she tells him like we had, we had sex, and it was beautiful, and i it was I decided I wasn't going to do it, and then I did it, and the dad's just like, oh um, uh, I'm rethinking uh, <laughs> I'm rethinking her this uh, and he tells Corey and t c and they're like oh, you have to do something big. Make a gesture. And he's like, I already wrote her a card. Oh, 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 it kills me. Uh, And then that's when the dad is like, no, this is, you gotta Mm -hmm. stop this. And she allows her, this is when we really see the dad's manipulation Mm
2: -hmm.
1: come right out front because we believe him to be this good guy. And you sort of almost are like, oh no, like this can't be true. All these allegations of him stealing from the elderly. That can't be true. He seems like such a good man. And then you start to see like the mass come down and he's like straight up manipulating his yeah. daughter.
0: How, how much of the stuff he does is for presentation yep. or for her to excel as far as she can.
1: Right. But it's like, you don't get the sense that it's like an extension of himself. It's just like no. his project.
0: Yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's not like, um, well, I, 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 it's not like, you know, like the glamour, like these show showbiz moms that are trying mm-hmm. to like live vicariously through the thing. I, I genuinely think that he wants her to be as successful as possible. And he sees that as achievement. Yes. So I, I don't.
1: And and he has this... He has a messed up sense of right and wrong. Like, good and bad and right and wrong. Because he's Mm -hmm. like, I took care of those people. I deserve to have taken their money. Like, that wasn't wrong. Once we, like, give up the ghost. And he's like, yeah, I totally took their money. He's like, I took care of them. That's my money. He's like, you... He doesn't see his daughter as a person who is worthy of having like relationships, which is why he blocked her from. Well, he, 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 does, he doesn't them. he
0: doesn't see the value of these other things other than these achievements, right? He like the see college the value of
1: friends, love, relationships, right? You
0: know? He he's not adding that into the into the the mix,
1: right? Because it's at the moment when she tells she's being so open and it's so beautiful, and she's like, "I love him." That's when he's like, "Nope, this must end." Mm-hmm. Give him it's a pen. Gonna, yeah. And she does. She breaks up with him. And that's a really hard... That's Oof. a tough scene. And she's like, this is hard for me, too. And he says, then don't do it. Like, <laughs> She gives him the pen. And then he <sighs> goes into this, like, full-on breakup montage. He's just mm-hmm. driving in the rain. He's inside mm-hmm. a car, but he's also he's soaking taking wet. taking it way
0: better than I've ever taken any breakup. <laughs>
1: oh, no. <laughs> and he just, like... Drives around town, and he's I thought it was weird that he's talking into a tape recorder. Yeah, like narrating his very angsty teenage thoughts, <laughs> uh-huh. which like relatable.
2: Uh huh.
1: Um. Oh, it just it kills me. He goes to talk to the gas and sip boys, who are like, just find someone who looks like her and nail her and move on. And and he's like, you guys know so much about women. How come you're here? By yourself.
0: By, by choice. choice man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, by choice. And he talks to Corey and De- and just like there's no relief for him. And they're like, you know, he says he he's called her seven times.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: we get to hear from Diane's kitchen the eighth call where he says, The card that I gave you, burn it, destroy it. It hurts me to know it's out there. Oh my god. <laughs> ah, that is good writing.
0: Yeah. And it's Oof. so
1: good, well-performed. Like, oh, my God. It just... Oh, yeah. Right and and we God. skipped
0: over, like, the the classic moment from the movie. Oh, of course. Which is him holding the boombox outside her window. That's and right. it's such a short moment, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, playing the Peter Gabriel song, which they, they listened to when they were in the bone zone. Yeah. Um you made
1: that sound so sweet even I, though it's yeah. like the most childish way of like referring <laughs> right. to it.
0: But uh yeah, the, they do this great thing to where Cameron Crowe pushes in on Lloyd's face. Like they mm-hmm. they they, you know, we see him holding up the boombox, but it pushes in and then we lose the boombox and it just goes in on his face and we're probably pushing in just on him mm-hmm. and watching him For like a good half minute. Yeah. And then we just see her, like, not able to take it, tossing and turning in bed, and then the moment's over.
1: And I, I read that, like, uh, as they were filming that, like, the, most of the shots that they got with the boombox was on the car, and he was just sort of leaning, mm-hmm. and then it was, like, the last shot they had, and you can see it in the movie, like, the light is going.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the light, it's so grainy.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, they're just using natural light, and he's just, like, he just picked it up and held it over his head, and was like, oh, my God, we're capturing the most iconic and romantic <laughs> moment that will ever exist. Um and it is, and it, like, but that is the one part that I did find like, oof. He's
0: he's a little too. He's
1: it's like at some point you want to be like, dude, you gotta let go. You can't show up outside of people's windows. But I want to say that not to Lloyd, but to everybody who thinks that that might be a good idea. It's not. Don't right. It's, gotta... So it's
0: a weird situation. I think we've all kind of done something like that. Oh, of course, but. It's iconic, because it's romantic, because they ended up getting together again. Right.
1: And because she, at no point was she the one who wanted to end things. Like, if she had right. truly, want, clearly wanted to end things, like, no, I this is my choice. I mm-hmm. need you out of here. That it, would be different. I think
0: in, it, that goes across the board, though. Like, in romantic comedies, there's just mm-hmm. a lot of things that, if applied to real life, is a little unhealthy.
1: Stalkerish.
0: Stalkerish. Yeah. Or just fixated.
1: But then again, like then again I have to tell myself, like, he's not, you know, although there's a bit of noise pollution, I mean if you're gonna noise pollute, use Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um but he's not like yelling at her. He's just out there listening to his sad, sad songs. <laughs> um meanwhile things are getting worse for the dad. Yeah. He's
0: his cards are being declined. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like if, if you had had to okay, so if you had to write a scene where he's out and about and his cards are declined and you want it to be humiliating, what would you do? Like the classic version is, oh, it just ate a big meal and the, the waiter is doing this and this and that. Mm-hmm. but no instead. so he is buying um, suitcases and, and um, luggage for his daughter for her trip to England. She got a big fellowship. That's the big thing. Uh, she's going to England, and so he's buying like a no, no. no. We we'll buy the whole set. Yeah, but, and
1: he's flirting with the woman. Yeah, so
0: but that's the thing. He starts flirting with the woman, and she starts flirting back, and mm. and and it's this this moment to where it's like, oh, things are going really well for him, and then the cards are being declined, so he's being humiliated. Oh, no. Um, after that kind of flirtation, that mutual flirtation. Yeah. You know,
1: And his performance in that scene, too, and the scene after he's, like, sitting in the tub, like...
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a great moment. <sighs> just a, 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 you know, it's a, the kind of thing, like, seeing an adult mm-hmm. man just huddled in the tub. Like, it's not overly dramatic. It's not like it's, like, rain. It's, like, the shower is going or anything like that. He's just sitting in the tub holding himself.
1: Yep. And he's, like... I was like,
0: what the fuck?
1: And it's such a, like, oh, my God, it's so well written well directed well performed because you see this darkness in him, like him flirting with this woman there's something s- ooh I don't like about it uh-huh, his cards get declined, he's humiliated, and he's like, just don't worry about it, like he just walks out You're part like, of it Ugh. is that like his Ugh. his
0: charisma is so polished mm mm-hmm. you know,
1: and he even says like it reminds me of that moment where the IRS guys are talking to him, and he's serving the drinks to the his residents, and he's like
0: not missing a beat, and
1: they're like, why would you stay in a what is clearly not a growth industry and he's like, Taking care of people's not a growth industry. You write that down. I want your bosses to read that. This is that guy and then the shutters come down. Yeah. Um and it's it's, it's a, the whole thing is so good because you hate him and at the same time you don't you also feel bad for him. Yeah. Because he truly just wants the best for Diane, but he wants the best for Diane as like a cardboard cutout of a human and not like a true human. Right. Um so Diane goes to the IRS people, and she's like, leave my daddy alone. <laughs> and um, they're like, look.
0: Philip Baker Hall.
1: He's guilty. Yeah. He, we, 100% he is. He, yes. I, I, and, I,
0: and I love that moment to where like an adult just like doesn't treat her as a kid and just lays it out. It's like, look, your dad is 100% guilty. Yep. I do this for a living.
1: And she even tells her, like, look for this. Is is this true? Is this true? Is this true? She goes back to the house and she's looking around, doesn't find anything at first. And she's like, they made me doubt you. Oh, she's ashamed of herself. Mm-hmm. And then she finds
0: yeah. a big old... Ton of, of petty cash. Yeah.
1: She goes, she marches right up into that old folks home. <laughs> and straight up, she has no filter, which I love too, because she's just like... She's the say anything, right? She can mm. say anything to anybody and just, like, be real and honest and true about it. She has no
0: She is lie. the say anything. <laughs> she
1: is the say anything. She goes and just tells her dad, like, you lied. You stole. You suck, buddy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She goes to Lloyd and immediately, like, gets his nose broken.
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh- <laughs> I so uh, we didn't talk about our history with the movies. oh yes, um I don't have much of it. I know that I've seen the movie, but it's been such a long time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so in, in a lot of ways, a lot of the beats and, and reveals were felt like for the first time, but I know oh. I've seen it before. Um, How lucky for you th- There was a time where I would just i would um like uh during high school or after high school. Uh, when my dad lived in Omaha, we'd go and spend like a week with him there during the summer. And honestly, we didn't have much to do, and we ended up watching like renting four movies a day because you, you could we could walk down to the video store,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it was pretty cheap. It was like a dollar a movie. And we'd pick up four movies, and then each day we'd go down and get another four movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're literally just watching movies at my dad's apartment. That's the origin and that, story of Nathan. And that was, yeah. <laughs> well, I was already, at that point, long gone in terms yes. of movies. Um. But yeah, and so Say Anything was one of these movies. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and... Uh, and for you, this was more of a religious movie, right? This oh, absolutely.
1: A- I when I was in like let's say eighth, ninth, tenth grade, uh, we didn't have computers in our rooms, kids. It was the early nineties, uh, and so I had a big old box TV and a big old VCR. That <laughs> was just like it had the remote control was on a cord. Mm-hmm. That's how old it was. Uh, and I had just like whatever VHS is that I had and like say anything was one of the ones that I would just watch over and over and over and over obsessed with Lloyd obsessed with <laughs> every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, which is why I'm so glad that it's still good.
0: Yeah. that it holds I was up. so
1: worried that I would hate Lloyd because I love Lloyd. Um, and I, I think Lloyd is the, is the perfect boyfriend man. Um, but so, so yeah, Diane, were you surprised by that? Because he's kickboxing, which is his thing. <laughs> she she comes in, and he, you know, it's like that expression, like when he saw her, it was like he got punched in the gut. No, he literally got kicked in the face mm-hmm. and got its nose broke. And then I know I've said this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. But I think my the, my favorite part is when she says he's guilty. I, I need you, Lloyd says. Are you here because you need someone or because you need me?
2: Mm-hmm. And then,
1: like half a second goes by, and he says, "No, don't answer that. I don't care. I don't care." care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and next thing you know, Dad's in prison.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh so uh, <laughs> the one one thing that I did. Um, that did hook into me all these years was mm-hmm. is just the th- because his he, he his nose is broken he's mm-hmm. bleeding and they kiss he she he should have smeared blood all, all over, over her face. face yeah
1: yep and also been like Ow. owie <laughs> <laughs> so dad's in prison Lloyd is sitting with him because Diane wouldn't come yeah he's incredulous he's like. Why do I have to sit here and talk to you? I oh yeah, like so I you. so
0: yeah, I love this. So it's just it's just Lloyd and the dad and mm-hmm. the dad has no more fucks to give.
1: Nope. <laughs> and he's just like, I shouldn't she shouldn't still be mad at me. This is not this is no big fucking deal. Like I shouldn't have to lose my daughter over this. And it's like, yeah, you you raised her like into this perfect Barbie doll that only believes in like goodness and light and right and wrong and you did wrong that's why she hates you now uh, but Lloyd the whole time is just nothing but respectful mm-hmm. calls him sir takes his berating like like a champ like a champ never ever retaliates or lets it get to him and uh, gives him the letter from Diane which is like really sort of full of vinegar not vinegar. Venom F- Full of It's Grumpy oh, I like vinegar Yeah It's not a friendly letter And he's like Oh I know all the versions of this If it ends If it ends I'll, I'll always love I, I still can't help loving you Then that's Then keep reading it it's good, cause it's good. And he says No it just ends with their name And he's like Well That version's out there It exists Doesn't that Buoy you up a bit And he's like mm-hmm. No Fuck you Get out of here I hate you uh, and he hates that Lloyd has decided that he's going to go to England with Diane. Just to be there to support her. He knows from England. He lived there already. His parents are in the army. And that's... He just says, like, that's what he wants to do is... Be a professional at taking care of Diane. hmm Which I... It, like, I want to find something unlikable there. But I, there isn't. Like, I feel like if... It was a woman like, no, I'm going to go be with my very successful, driven uh, boyfriend, you know, husband On his as he goes to his fellowship. No one would bat an eye. Mm-hmm. But because it's a, a dude following his successful lady, everyone's like, ew. Right? I yeah. don't know. What are your thoughts?
0: No, I, I agree. Um, you don't get the sense that he's obsessed. It's just that it's... He's looking for life, and he's looking to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. And right now, this is the thing that is alive in his life. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't want to get a job. He loves the other things. Mm
1: -hmm. Kickboxing.
0: Yeah, kickboxing. But right now, this is the thing in his life that feels most alive. Yep. You know? And like he said, I want to get hurt. Like, I want to make mistakes.
1: Yeah, he wants to take the risk.
0: Yeah, he wants to... To f- I, To feel the reverie of being alive, yeah it, which which for a lot of us, I mean comes down to most of the things we want in life, like mm-hmm. when we want to go to the thing just any of the things we want to do, we want to experience wh- r- to remember what it is like to be alive
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and it, like you get the feeling though that like years down the road. You know, if she has this like high powered, high stress, you know, high responsibility job, like you could see him as being like that stay at home dad who's like packing her lunch every day and Mm -hmm. And like still teaching kickboxing and rubbing her shoulders and like, you know, just there for her. Yeah. In a way that you don't see very often.
0: Basically, uh, career goals mean nothing to him. Yeah. Achievement, all the things
1: that were so much to the dad, it's nothing to him. He just wants to like have this. They literally
0: have no value to him.
1: I love it. Um, and then, so we hear the story throughout the movie that she's afraid to fly. Mm-hmm. So the last thing we see is them sitting, waiting. He says the... Yeah, it's
0: tough because the movie kind of doesn't have like a big, big moment. There's not like a, you know... Um...
1: Except when she gives her dad a fucking pen. Right. <laughs> it says write me. It's like, yeah. Also, he shouldn't probably have a pen.
0: No, no. Exactly. I, that that got past security. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, really like a pen knife looks exactly like a pen.
1: Yep. Uh and then you're just waiting for the he's like if the no smoking sign goes out, then we're safe.
0: Yeah, so they they still have kind of a fun button. But mm-hmm. so there was there wasn't that's one thing by jumping to um the dad's in prison kind of a time jump that we kind of miss is a lot of romantic comedies have like this big, like declaration moment. Yeah. Which that nodding Hill. Have.
1: I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Like you uh-huh. run into the wedding and like break up the wedding.
0: And right. Exactly.
1: Nope. This one, the big, the big confrontation is between her and her dad. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, but there are like it's funny like I don't, I don't know if i would call it a romantic comedy but it is funny yeah and it's so like yeah
0: i, I was like I, I went on like imdb and it's like what genre is this categorized and it's mm-hmm. just drama slash comedy slash romantic
1: yeah yeah uh so scale of one to 10 i like i don't even have that much like pithy like no, no, it. It just, <laughs> you're right. It was yeah,
0: great. great. I'm going to give it a, a nice solid eight. Oh, okay. And there's no reason to not really give it a nine or ten. It's just from the gut, you know? Okay. Like, um, yeah, I'm going to say an eight because I feel like everything in it works. Yes. It, and, and you feel weird not giving it something higher, but you, I'm just rolling from the gut.
1: Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I have the same, but, like, I got to give it a 10. I was very nervous to watch it again mm-hmm. out of the fear that something would come creeping out of the dark and just be like, no, that's no longer appropriate. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Every bit of it, even, even when Lily Taylor confronts the object of her obsession, Joe, mm-hmm. that she wrote all these songs about, um... Like, she has that good moment of like his manipulation is like very bald face, and she's just like, Oh, goodbye, Joe. Like, she makes a good choice. Like, mm-hmm. it's great. And it is that sort of like Cameron Crowe, James L. Brooks, slice of life that's just like a character driven. The dialogue is great. I think it has to be a 10. I think you could still watch this today and be like, Yeah, that is a teenage romance.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: done right and done beautifully and like such a perfect slice of what's good about the 80s yeah and i loved it and i'm so relieved <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your deep cut recommendation so
0: it's not that deep
1: okay uh, mine it, isn't either in like- fact
0: it's pretty obvious i'm uh, so i'm so my recommendation is is getting is is jerry Maguire.
1: Jerry Maguire. Yeah,
0: so my so my recommendation is is Cameron Crowe the director. Yeah. And so the, the thing I feel like Jerry Maguire is the the pinnacle of him doing his thing, which is people, people's faces.
1: Yep, people's faces telling telling stories.
0: Yeah, and and um, action and reaction in the same scene. Like mm-hmm. it it he makes movies about sensitive people. Mm-hmm. Who have emotions and need to express them, and he is such a great humanist. Yeah. I feel, you know, um, and you feel great about his movies too. You know, yeah, that he in, loves in his Maguire, characters. Where you
1: see Tom Cruise just like the mask drop in the vi- wedding video, and when Renee mm-hmm. selwiger sees that, it's like, oh no.
0: Yeah, if you want to have like a a positive, uplifting character study. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, from someone who loves people, I want you to get into Cameron Crowe. Yeah, and um, I loved Singles, and I haven't rewatched it in twenty years, so I don't know how it holds up.
1: I've never seen that.
0: Oh, it's so nineties! It's perfect. Yeah, it is the nineties movie. Um, or so I believed. <laughs> so, um,
1: also Almost Famous. Like, yeah.
0: So he, it, I kind of feel like. Though, Jerry Maguire was the pinnacle, and I definitely f- really liked Almost Famous. And then, if anything, like...
1: But you know what? I hated Vanilla Sky.
0: It, I, and I haven't seen some of his, his later stuff. Like, what is it? Aloha. Oh, yeah, Aloha. We
1: build, we bought a zoo. Yeah,
0: I kind of... I don't know if he went over the top with the faces and the close-ups and, like, the rim lighting, you know, with, like, the... But... I. I st- I still love the stuff he does and Jeremy Maguire I feel like is the tippy top of 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 his his kung fu.
1: Okay. Well done, Cameron Crowe. Um I feel like mine is also really obvious, but I want to recommend High Fidelity.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah.
1: And I want to look up real quick who directed that. It's based on a Nick Hornby Novel and I, oh, oh god, so if I was doing a really good deep cut recommendation, I would just recommend the the novels of Nick Hornby <laughs> because they're great and like so many of them have um, John Cusack in them. Like at least two good adaptations of Nick Hornby novels right. uh, have so uh, John Cusack in them.
0: Stephen Frears.
1: Who, what else is he?
0: Dangerous Liaisons, oh, The which Queen, I love. Philomena.
1: Love, love, love. Pretty
0: sure he's. British, yeah. So
1: I feel like this is the cousin of that because John Cusack plays a really sort of unlikable version mm-hmm. of Lloyd, like Doppler. a like a
0: burnt out Lloyd
1: Doppler. Yeah, like if, like of like Diane dumped him and he really never got it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it like, but the way he uses mixtapes, like he uses mixtapes as a way. To like express everything, which mm-hmm. is like, which is kids, what we used to do. Like, if you gave someone a mixtape, that like meant something. Oh
0: yeah, for sure.
1: And the the way that you put the song together, the song leads into that song. Side A, side B. You can't have more than one song from that artist. And like the way that in <laughs> High Fidelity he explains to you the rules of making a mixtape for someone is perfection. Uh, John Cusack, though he's playing a very unlikable character, is charming as hell
0: mm-hmm.
1: and this is where you really get to meet jack black yeah mm-hmm. his
0: kind of breakout role
1: yeah and it, and he is spectacular um so i guess that's my recommendation i also love gross point blank have you seen that movie yes
0: i was just looking <laughs> up i was just there's like um i don't know if you know but there's like an unofficial sequel war Inc, to uh, Gr- gross point blank
1: I did not it's, know that.
0: It's like it's like not official, but it's practically like the same kind of character and the same setup. Hmm. And I almost feel like I I heard that they were trying to make a sequel and they couldn't get the rights and they just made the movie anyway and changed some of the details.
1: Okay. And is it John Cusack? Huh?
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, I, some of the, this is totally off topic, but like unofficial sequels, like one of the there's um I kind of think of. Um, I'm a big fan of the Dirty Harry movies, mm-hmm. and uh, what's that? What's that movie? Um, uh, where where he's got like a, a heart problem? Clint Eastwood's got a heart problem. Was it blood? What is it? Heart.
1: Heart problem. Clint Eastwood. I'm not super into Clint Eastwood. I have to say, so his oeuvre is not really.
0: Bloodwork. So it, like with uh, Clint Eastwood's movie Bloodwork, you could kind of see that as a retiring uh, Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's based off of a book and so they can't literally do it, but he's practically playing a super yeah. cop who has to face his mortality and retire, but there's one more case. One
1: I like that- I like these like I
0: like these unofficial sequels. I
1: like an unofficial sequel. Yeah.
0: Like I a do. spiritual sequel.
1: Yeah. Like a companion piece, if you will. Yeah. Cool. Um. All right. So like, you know, like, rate, review, all of that stuff. Also, we are going to be at the Big Pine Comedy Festival.
0: Really excited about this. Live
1: and in person. It is in September in Flagstaff, Arizona. September, um, the weekend of the 18th, we are going to be there on the Sunday. Uh, if you're in the neighborhood, come check us out. But we're pretty excited to. What's the date um, we're going to be there? The Sunday of the weekend of the 18th.:
0: So what is say, that number? <laughs> I don't
1: know. You want to say 22nd?:
0: The Sunday of the weekend of the 18th.: Yeah, I don't know. So see the, it the, the 22nd. Yeah, that's what
1: I That number sounds right to me. Yeah. not looking at my paper calendar, which is the Bible I live by. Um, the 22nd of yeah. September
0: 2019.:
1: in, in, in Flagstaff and like a really cool, like, all the little venues for this comedy festival are mm-hmm. like really neat. In the movie. Is Friday the 13th
0: because we're
1: in the woods. I mean, it yeah, great to it's me.
0: it's a re- that that was not a deep cut no nope. pull. <laughs> it's like, well, nope. we got woods let's do something let's in the woods. Friday the 13th. What are these tree things?
1: And uh, uh, Mary Upchurch is going to be our guest, or at least one of our guests. We might have more than one, but she's definitely confirmed to be the one. Uh she is awesome. She's a stand-up comedian. She recently won the funniest person with a day job contest at uh, House of Comedy A C. Uh it's gonna be super fun. Um so yeah, come see us, like, rate, review, all those things. Um, um uh, listen to us next time. I think we're doing I think the next episode's gonna be Transformers Movie.
0: Ooh, I'm excited. Yes.
1: Uh and yeah, thanks for listening. Be excellent to each other and just give people pens. Give them your heart, but also give them your pens.
0: Start with pens initially. Then your heart. Then move on to hearts because, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work.
1: The other ways,
0: There's also, some sense to also it. Also
1: have boom boxes. Just have boom boxes and stand outside.
0: There's got to be an app for that.
1: Trench coats. That's my deep cut record. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye.